0: Welcome to the Christ Church of Orinogo Impact Ministry podcast, where we have conversations with and about our impact ministry partners. Today, we are joined with Pastor Abiel Diaz from Ciudad de Gracia. Abiel, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. And, uh, uh, you know, I love, I love to be here, you know?
0: Absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? For those who have not been to Albuquerque and visited you and Ciudad, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and then let's get into who your family is.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm born in Mexico in Chihuahua. I grew up in there, and until I was 24, I uh, 25 is when I moved to the States. Uh, I'm married to a beautiful woman, and I have four kids. But my first language is Spanish. Uh, this is my second language, and I love, I love, I love to be here. And the, we live in now 13 years in Albuquerque. Thirteen years in Albuquerque. So you moved
0: from Mexico. Where did you when you came from Mexico into the States, where did you land? I I landed in Oregon in
1: Portland. Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. My wife grew up in there and uh and we got married in San Diego, in the middle of the between Chihuahua and Portland. Yeah. And uh, we decided, like, hey, you have more family in there and the uh, support, and uh, let's go, let's go to Portland. And I, that was good. I was good. I love, I love Portland. I love Portland. But I got called to in that time, my wife and me was for two years we live and and trying to learn how to be a husband and a wife at first. And that, you know, and uh, we, before I, I was married, I planted a church in Peru. So uh, my wife and me, we went back to Peru and for four months and say, hey, this is our call to be a pastor and to church planting, you know, and to spread the gospel to all nations. And uh, for four months, we pastored a church that I was planting already before. And uh, God just extended the, gra- the grace. And that was amazing, you know, and my wife and me like, hey, let's go to a training. So we ended in Albuquerque and a training, and and from there, guys do amazing things.
0: <laughs> right. So you met your wife. Tell us a little bit about your wife and your and your four children.
1: Yeah, you know my wife. Uh, my wife and me we met in Chihuahua in a mission trip. Uh, don't say that.
0: <laughs> so she came down to Chihuahua and met yeah. you
1: Met me, yeah And that was crazy, that was crazy That was good when God called me to, pretty much to him and to be a pastor And uh, through her, it was like to see a gal woman And and two years later, i give you a short story But two years later, we reconnect in San Diego And we reconnect, I was not speaking English And she was not speaking Spanish And And I asked that day to be my girlfriend And... To translate it, how did you, as
0: a translator? Yeah,
1: translator. My my sister-in-law. She was uh, already know Spanish and English, and she translated everything for us. And. And my wife said yes, and uh, we started dating. You know, there you and go. The, the, your future uh,
0: sister-in-law yeah, is the translator. Yeah.
1: And six years later, we have four kids. We had Gabriel, had Lucas, Liliana, and Marco. Absolutely. And we love, we love all four kids. We love. We had three kids born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, Gabriel was born in Oregon. Yeah. And we love it. We love it. Our kids.
0: So Albuquerque, for the people in our church here at Christchurch who have not been to Albuquerque, uh, tell us a little bit about the city, um, why you and Emily decided to move and to plant a church into that city in particular. Before we start talking about Ciudad uh, in particular, why Albuquerque? Why move from Oregon to Albuquerque?
1: When I was uh, I'm growing, growing up in, in Mexico, for me, it was like United States. I never, I intended, uh, I, before I was dating my wife, I had three rules in my life. My rule was like, I don't want to speak English. I don't want to marry into an American, and I don't want to live in the United States. So your rules were, don't speak English, don't marry an American, and don't live in the U.S. (laughs) Yes, you broke them all. (laughs) Broke it all, you know. But guys, what guys does, you know, uh, when my wife and me, we start dating, it was like, okay, that's the two rules, the two first two rules is going to be gone, you know. But the third one, I was like, you know, I, I love Latin America. And the, when God called us to, to really understand the gospel and to come and train in training, we come to Albuquerque to learn, you know. But we ended in a city that's like 49% in Latinos. We ended in a city that 33% speak Spanish home. And we live a bilingual family. So I only speak Spanish to the kids. My wife only speaks English to the kids. So for us, living that kind of life, we start seeing the city kind of living the same life. So three years in, uh, three years in, living in Abucarque after my training, uh, I, I was like, my wife and me was like, we start having a heavy burn by the people that live in there. A lot of people from Mexico, from all of Latin America. In the same time, we had the burn to, like, hey, we want to plant churches in Latin America. And the guy opened to us, our eyes to us, to say, hey, look at what guys doing these last three years. We started discipling people in the uni- university, and the last three years, in that three years, we plant two churches in Latin America. One in Costa Rica and one in Colombia. And with people like ministry, we ministry in the and in the in the university. They went back to the cities and they plant churches. So, for me, for, for us, it was like, oh, this is pretty cool, but this city need the Gospel to said this city we see brokenness, we see like homelessness like crazy, we see we see opportunity for Latinos to be to be to be to be like in the gospel and grace, understand grace and all the stuff. And for I was like, okay, this is kind of a city that we love. We love to raise our kids first. Because in these are pastors, we always think like, oh, the church is like, no, first like, okay, let's our family. And my family was like, okay, this is, I see our, this is a city that I want to live and invest forever and so for that, and after that, the church will come in. But we start loving the city, we start loving the people, and we start seeing the needs too, and the, and the potential too. How Abuquerque is. Uh, It's a city. They, for generations, they have their own culture. If you never uh, went Albuquerque or you never uh, went to Albuquerque, they have the New Mexicans. They consider New Mexicans. They know Americans. They New Mexicans. They have like the Latinos and they have the Native Americans and they have the Americans. So for me, it was like, but the blend is so good. It's like everyone is blended in the city. So, for us, it was like, "Oh, that's pretty exciting, you know, and I can speak Spanish, I can I can live in that two cultures with my kids and with my community So that Albuquerque, that was one of the cities that i uh, I feel like I start belonging to there and and start seeing the potential to plant churches.
0: I love it. So you were in Albuquerque doing a training, a ministry training, and then you fell in love with the city of Albuquerque, realized it was a great spot to raise your family and to do ministry. Um, You said that Albuquerque needs the gospel, just like the places that you are sending church planters to in Latin America. What are the issues that you see that are happening in Albuquerque, and how is Ciudad working to um, address those issues and to bring light into dark places?
1: Albuquerque is still very Catholic, Catholic ways. So that's one of the issues that We saw a lot In Latin America too It's like Catholics were Like by run You know Run the city You know Like I think so I think so the first year When I went to The the lighting tree You know In every city You know The the priest Is The priest in the In the cathedral You know Is like praying and And throw holy water You know To a tree And I was like Wait, wait. I, that I see in Mexico and Latin America, but I never see that in the United States. Until I went to Albuquerque, I was like, "Oh, this is one of the issues that we are addressing." It's like the Catholicism and the and the Christianity too. It's a lot of people like not the Christianity, like how we believe. It's like the religion Christianity. Like, oh, I want to be, I want to be good. I want to do this to be good, and the abuse that happen in the churches. So we said, I said that too big problems that I see always in Latin America. And that brings to poverty, that brings to generation the generation poverty too. It's not only like poverty it's like there is money, but it's like generation poverty. You know, I see a lot of problems that like drug abuse and we see all this homelessness. You know, we see all this happen and like this like the kids like be the lowest in the in the scale, you know, it's like nobody taking the kids, you know. We see like the like the more mothers, single moms like be for 18 and all nation, I don't know, it's kind of weird that, uh, the statistics, you know. But to me, it was like, man, we saw a lot of that kind of stuff. We saw, we saw kids like not finish uh, high school, you know, and no, uh, like college was like a dream, you know. And then you see that in Latin America, you know, like we saw kids like, I never leave, I, I have never lived Albuquerque. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like <laughs> you live in the United States, you know, you can go whatever you're gonna go, you know. But I, I see that in Latin America and Mexico, but never in the United States. When I to see that problems and then so one of the things that we addressing in and is that we have a vision, to be transformed by the gospel, uh establish God's kingdom and reflecting God's glory. So that are three things that we do. We're trying to do with all our heart and say this is what God's calling us to do. Be transformed by the gospel be transformed by the gospel. It's like okay, we're gonna preach the gospel. We're gonna preach the Bible. We're gonna preach grace. And it's no faith ba- it's faith based, you know, in the in grace, you know. It's no in actions. But we our faith is gonna take it to action when we establish God's kingdom, you know, right. when we start changing that generations, you know, and then we reflect that glory, you know. So it's not only established, but it's like reflecting and changing the community. And I think so that is where our, our Ciudad de Gracia and, you know, the, and the vision is kind of addressing the problems.
0: So the name of the church is Iglesia Ciudad de Gracia? Yeah. And Ciudad de Gracia translated into English is what? City of Grace. City of Grace. So you, are, you have entered into a, uh, a city, a community. You see all of the brokenness from the generational poverty, the homelessness, the, uh, the, the, the single mother households, all of those things that you just mentioned. Um, and you are trying to bring grace into this broken city and transform uh, the city through the light of the gospel. Yeah, you're a church plant. You're six years old. Uh, so still in your childhood uh, of, the, of the church, right? Um, so the actions of the church, when you guys go out into the community, what are some of the things that you guys do? Do you host Sunday gatherings? Do you host um, outreach events? Like When you're trying to connect with the city and to shine the light of God's grace into your community, how are you trying to go about
1: doing that? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question, you know, and for us, it's like, you know, we do send the Godard, you know, we do transform by the gospel, you know, we want to make disciples, and then so— that's the first thing the every church and things that we need to do. You know, make disciples. But make disciples not only like inside the church. You know, make disciples is everyone. You know, when everyone is interested in Jesus, you know, okay, that is your disciple journey start. You know, and f- for us, and for us is like, okay. How we go and love our city? How we can love our city and know come and. In- and import, you know, input something, you know, it's like, ah, you need this, you know, it's like, you need Jesus, you know. And like, no, wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 walk through with that. You know, like Jesus there, you know, walk, you know, and touch, you know, and see, you know, what's what's the need, you know. And for us it's like we do a lot of service outside, but for us, it's not only like service. For us, it's a disciple. It's a disciple process. For us, it's like okay, we do Sunday gatherings, and then we do disciple inside the church. You know, we do all the all the programs that, that we will, we need to do. You know, but at the same time, it's like it's not for us. It's to make more disciples. So we see the needs in the city. So we go and partner with the school. And go inside the school, you know, we had the principal call us and say, come in here inside and pray for the kids, you know, pull the school, you know, it's kind of unique for us, you know, hey, come and fix this, you know, and come and we love the t-shirts, you know, but at the same time, it's like, because we partners, hey, what do you need? And they like start seeing, oh, the kids need like sports. So okay, we do sports, backpacks, we do backpacks, you know. Oh, we need like, eh, they struggle, the kids. This is so interesting. And it's something that we do, we'd love to do. We do love and laundry. And that started because... the they call and say the kids are missing at school because they don't have a clean clothes you know and for us it was like okay how we can provide that and then we go and pay for the laundry and we win the laundry this last year we find out that a lot of a lot of families they need to English classes so we partnered with an organization they help adults to finish college but now we're starting with the we like hey, can you guys start before, like, taking to GAD and taking to college, let's let's teach in English, and they are like okay, let's do it. So we have a teacher now in the in the church. They teach in three classes at you know three classes a day, whereas like. Intermediate, events and beginners. You know English. You know, and that's pretty cool to see that stuff. We see the people. Hey, they don't have money to buy toys. That we provide give, give 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 more. Where we provide toys for people they can they can, uh, they can afford it. You know yeah. stuff like that. And people need them food and different stuff. You know, through be in the community and make disciples in the community. Sometimes it's like a star know with Jesus start like okay let me help you to find a house you know let me pay for this let me do this you know and, they start, and they start teaching they start seeing Jesus and they're like okay how we can transform our lives and they go back and, and they start transforming different lives you know and
0: yeah, you're entering into the lives of the people that you're uh, hoping to shine the light to. And you're you're doing that through a multitude of ways. We uh, got the opportunity, I did, to go to one of the, the laundry nights and uh, pass out quarters and interact with people. And I thought it was a beautiful thing how many people were coming to uh, do their laundry and how you guys were uh, interacting. And it's not just you. There's people from your church coming and and ministering and and making disciples as well. So Ciudad is multiplying uh, in discipleship. I think that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, and is, that's that's when we take uh, we understand like okay the church because that's a let's just say something that we say all the time oh the church is not a building the church we we the church we are the people. church you know yep. we are the people you know and sometimes we okay if we are the people we are the church we have something in the front that somebody is preaching every time as a pulpit and that's very important for preachers you know it's like hey we want to talk about the word of God you know. But sometimes when we believe that we are the church, we take the pulpit outside, you know? We take that and we leave that outside. And then we speak the word God, you know? Loudly, you know, where our action is talk like loudly but our words is talking to you you know it's like I pray for people in the laundry level ah you know we're in the ESL class too you know they come you know when we do the gift mark, when we go to the backpacks you know when yeah. we do we start doing this uh helping business too you know you know pray for the business you know stuff like that it's like you take the puppet
0: mm-hmm. you know you
1: take that and take it to outside and yeah. say "Hey, here's you know here's the world God better to people Come inside, you know. Still, we do Sundays, you know. And we're looking for a better space, you know. Our, we have a dream space that we want you know. Bigger space where we have indoor soccer, indoor playgrounds, you know, stuff that that community don't have, you know. Mm. And to me, it's like that's a dream space too we can have and dream it, you know. But it's not about the space, you know, because we're already outside, you know? yeah. But now it's like, okay, make disciples so they can make more disciples.
0: Absolutely, man. And you you guys have been a special, as an impact partner, Ciudad de Gracia has had a special place in the life of this church because uh, we send every summer a group of high school students and adult volunteers to uh, go and minister alongside you guys and see what you guys are doing. It's a discipleship moment for our students to see what you guys are doing and how you guys are preaching the gospel through word and uh, action. And uh, any fun stories you remember from those trips? Because you've probably hosted now probably six, seven trips um, of people coming to Albuquerque to hike mountains and to pull weeds and to play soccer and to host sports camps
1: and to do laundry and all that stuff. One of the funny parts is that in six years— they tried to beat us in soccer and they <laughs> never come close. They always like oh the next year, or next year we're gonna beat you guys. So, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, and isn't I get older and older and I feel like I feel like I still I still play like ten percent of my in my power i was like <laughs> oh right. yeah right yeah there's a there's always a, a, an annual game
0: of soccer um Christchurch Fornogo versus Ciudad de Gracia and Ciudad de Gracia usually takes home the w uh <laughs> in that in that interaction but
1: no i did die that it's diet, it's, a, it's not funny but it's a, they, they to me it's like uh, it's not funny but it's kind of excited to all all the time when take kids to the international district is where mm-hmm. we serve or they call it the war Son. And they call it Warzone for a reason. It's like homeless and craziness like all over the place. But to me, it's like to see the eyes of the kids like, you know, popping like, whoa, see the reality, you know, and to go with that reality and say, oh, this is, this is United States, you know, this is you and it's close to our house, you know. But uh, not only that, it's like confronting with a need, and until that, to me, all I, I excited all the time. I excited to see that kind of faces, and like I waiting for that, you know. Where yeah, they... it's
0: it's a totally different thing. You know, I know from our uh, the people in our church who work in law enforcement and emergency medical services and all of that that we have areas that seem to be more hidden here in the Southwest Missouri area, where drug use and abuse and violence and stuff it does occur. But we've never I've never seen it in Southwest Missouri as public as I saw it in what you call the war zone, the international district. And uh it is one of those things where I remember being a youth pastor hesitant of like, I don't know if we should be here right now, you know, with these with these people's kids and um I just appreciate your guys' precautions and safety to protect kids, but also to expose kids to um the realities of brokenness and the realities of darkness. And yeah, you're right. When you say that uh, students' eyes are open to uh, the reality of evil and brokenness in the world, it's it's so true. And I think that so many students have walked away from those encounters there in Albuquerque realizing that Satan does want to steal, kill, and destroy life. And Jesus is the only one who could bring life and life to the fullest uh, in the lives of people. So I really do appreciate those interactions you've provided for our students.
1: Yeah, you know we're providing a safe place, you know, but for me it's like it's I think that's the reality that we need to confront every day. And I was like, we still live by grace, you know, and and every day we need His grace, you know, and we need Him, you know. But sometimes we forget because we enter to our comfort and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and and when we see the brokenness, it's a reminder, you know, it's a reminder about. You know, about hey, we have somebody bigger, you know, and the he really gave us the power to to preach the gospel to these people.
0: Yeah. So Abiel, you're a pastor and you encourage people to engage um in the way of bringing light into dark places. And is there any encouragement you have for Christ Church uh, here in Southwest Missouri on ways that we can bring the gospel to other people or just a word of
1: encouragement in that area? Yeah, I think so. I need to so. I need to. So. one of the things like live your life like uh like a disciple, I wanna I tell people that like live your life the same way that Jesus lived for the same reasons that Jesus studied. So uh, where we gonna happen is like you're gonna open your eyes every day and then maybe go eat in the same place every once a week, you know. And they ask the question, Are you okay, you know, to the waiter, you know, can I pray for you, you know? Or we'll give you a good tip, you know, to that waiter to they can come back and say, Why you do this, you know? Why are you coming and saying, you know, I do that, I have mission of restaurants, I call, you know, I they know where I eat, you know, and and I pray for the waiters, you know, I pray for the staffs, you know, there's like you know, stuff like that. But, and then so the encouragement is to, hey, you need to we need to live the life like Jesus did it, you know open to everyone, like compassion, you know, and, and readiness too. Because he was ready every time there was somebody was yelling, like, Jesus, help me, you know, he was ready to help, you know. And sometimes we're waiting, you know, we wait, oh, one day I'm going to be ready. You know, it's like, no, every day you can be ready, you know. <laughs> you don't need to be perfect because he's not calling us to be perfect, you know, but he's calling us to be disciples.
0: Amen. That's a good word, man. And I hope that... My friends and I here at Christchurch take you up on that and to, to heed that wisdom. At Christchurch, we want to love our partners well, and you're a great partner for us. Is there any way that we can be praying for Dia de Gracia in this season of ministry that you guys are in?
1: Yeah, and this is what I mentioned about Dream Center and, uh, how about the dream, dream building that we have, we have a, a dream right now. The it's getting, it's getting a little. Sometimes feel like oh, it's never happened, but sometimes it's clear too. And uh, you guys can pray for that. I think so. We wanna have our bigger space. Uh, right now, every inch of our area. It's used every day, pretty much. It's like sometimes I want to work and I need to get out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's like people overplay. It is exciting, you know. It's like I was talking to somebody. It's like, i excited. We have a ESO class every day, and we had three different, three different levels. We had twice a day in three different levels. But when the levels have like events level, it's like you don't have too many people, but in the mornings they have none. So she can dress like full nun, like Catholic nun. Really? Yeah, and it's like she sit in the lobby to the it over there. And I was like, and it's so fun, you know, because we really, like how oh, we serve somebody. It's no reality, it's like... I can say, hey, why are you serving that? You know, but to me it's like that is exciting. You know, but to me it's like the dream center. I want to have a space for the ESL, like more classrooms. You know, I want to have like an indoor soccer where the kids can go play a safe place to play. You know, and the indoor playground is something the playgrounds in in that area, specific area, it's not that safe to go. It's like it's still close to my house, and I, I, this is something that's different. The Antisub, the Missouri. It's like I don't can say to my kids, "Hey, go to a park," you know. I need to go with them because I know one or two homeless are gonna be in there, you know, and yeah. need to be careful, you know. And it, that is something that we want to provide a space, a safe place for kids to go and play. So we want to have a bigger space, bigger space for that kind of stuff, and and, and help the community more like a community kind of build build in uh pray for that and you can pray for we're making disciples right now we're working in and make more disciples the church is growing and the church is passing and stuff they, all all the churches is passing but we're growing in that making disciples we wanna have more disciples to make more disciples you can pray for that and they pray for our our financials too we working right now super hard and getting different partners in different areas Because uh, I think so, what the Sudan is doing, and I think so, the churches always have the question if your church closed today, the community will miss it. And the the answer for a lot of churches is no. But the answer for us is like, yes, a lot of people will miss us. You know, a lot of community will be suffering, you know. So for us, it's like every time that we stand in, we have a bigger dreams, and guys keep bringing more partners. But right now, we can pray we can have all the partners and money and stuff like that, so we can help and support more the community.
0: So we're asking the people here at Christchurch to pray for the the new space, the new building to bless the community as you guys make disciples and for the financials uh, of Ciudad de Gracia. And I want everybody at Christchurch to know that you can go and designate gifts to Ciudad de Gracia on our website. If you log into our uh, CCB accounts, you can do that. Or you can uh, shoot me an email at drake.holderman at cci.church and I can connect you with our financial team to give you the access to designate a gift toward Ciudad de Gracia. And uh, Abiel, thank you so much, man, for taking some time uh to record this podcast and give us an update about ci'ad. Uh for those of us who do not know anything about Ciudad, you've provided a very good picture of the work in the ministry and the why you do what you do and uh the encouragement to make disciples each day is powerful. So thank you so much for for being here and for doing that.
1: No, oh, thank you. Thank you for having and thank you CCO, for all you support prayers and 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 encouragement. I think it will be it's amazing to see how guys working uh, from Missouri to Taiwan, and until so, we see the kingdom of uh, God be be, propa- be proclaimed every day.
0: Absolutely, thanks, brother. Thank you.